How do we create this podcast? We used Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bendy Show, where Beth and Wendy, two of the most fun analyst relations professionals, talk about analyst relations. I'm Beth, and I put the B in Bendy. Welcome to our show. Hello, and welcome to The Bendy Show. I'm Beth Torrey, and I put the B in Bendy, and I'm joined today by Wendy Schlensky. Hello, Wendy. Hi, Beth. I'm so happy to join you. It's so exciting to talk about analyst relations. So thank you so much for joining today, Wendy. I'm so excited to speak with you about Analyst Summit, also known as Analyst Days. Hey, what do you think, in your opinion, what is an Analyst Summit? That's a really good question, Beth. I think an Analyst Summit is when you bring a bunch of analysts together to a location, whether that is in one of your facilities or an airport or a hotel or or just an office, and you bring a lot of different analysts from different firms to one location to learn about you. That's what I think an analyst summit is. Some people do call it an analyst day. So there you go. Great. I think the reason that we have analyst days really depends on the goal. For public companies, it's important to communicate at scale to lots of analysts at the same time. This is more of a logistical uh, issue. You clearly run your programs the whole rest of the year, but great to get together, typically done in person, although now hybrid and virtual are clearly part of this, uh, but, but historically done in person, getting all of our analysts from analyst firms together where executives can present the company vision and update plans, customer stories, really the full big picture of what's going on uh, and and get, build out those relationships with the analysts based on that content. What do you think the goal is of an analyst day, analyst summit? I think, I think that's a good start. And I think the, the main reason to have the summit is because you've got either a change in what you're working on and you want to communicate that en masse, or you have a lot of analysts that you want to address at once with one one topic, or that you really want to get your executives in front of a lot of analysts at one time. And that tends to be one of the easiest ways to do it. You get all the analysts and then all the executives in one spot, and let them have at it. Typically, we see these days as standalone events because they require a tremendous amount of executive attention. I've seen them done in conjunction with customer events, either uh, the day before or the day after. The challenge with doing it that way is um, it's great for logistics, but 
the emphasis is more on the customer event and not on the analyst. And as analyst relations professionals, we love to get the focus to be on the analysts. Uh, so today on our podcast, Wendy and I are going to share with you some of the best practices from analyst summits, planning, executing, analysis and follow-up, logistics, content. Let's start, Wendy. Tell me your favorite tip, your favorite best practice around an analyst summit. My favorite tip is to get buy-in from the executives that you want to attend before you start planning. Because if you don't have buy-in, you're not going to have a good summit. That's where I like to start. That's a good one. These these events really are a huge time commitment. And if you don't have buy-in, you will have some, some attitude problems. And that, that doesn't bode well. The executive team really needs to understand the goal and to be excited uh, and passionate about communicating with this group of, of really important folks. So that's a good one. I think really understanding the expectations and the goal of the event is important. What do we want to get out of this? What do the analysts want to get out of this? What does each executive want to get out of this? And putting that in writing so that we start to develop a picture of what does everybody want and need? And then how do we make all of that happen? Because once we really kind of dive in and try to understand what each of the stakeholders' needs, wants to achieve, we can really make bring it to life by, by kind of clarifying that all up front and setting expectations in terms of budget, in terms of how it all comes together, in terms of all the work that needs to get done, big investment of time and money. So really doing a lot of the work up front to, to set the standard. I like that. That's a great idea especially about getting it in writing and getting it clear on all the executives of what we expect from the executives, what we expect from the analysts, more about the why we're doing it and ensuring that everybody understands at the end of it, what success looks like. Because I think a lot of times people just think, okay, we need an analyst summit. And then we just put one on and then Afterwards, we're wondering, like, well, how do we measure success? What does success look like? Was this one successful? So I really like your idea of getting it all in writing and thinking about it up front. Thanks. What do you think of as a typical analyst summit from a time perspective? Oh, this is my favorite because I think the best one is like a full day except for broken up into two days. And again, it depends on how much content you have, because if you've got, if you've got a lot of content, you might need more time. Or if you're backing it against a customer summit or a partner summit, you might have to change the logistics. But if you were to say, Wendy, wave your magic wand and create your ideal summit, I would have people arrive probably around three or four have some PowerPoint information from like four to five thirty, have a break between five thirty and six, six fifteen, have dinner between six 
15 and eight and maybe a after party, like a drink do afterwards and then go to sleep, wake up, have a breakfast and have more content from eight to 11 or nine to 11 and then have a break for lunch and then have one-on-ones in the afternoon and send everybody home by four o'clock. So you've got 4 p.m. to 4 p.m. And that would be my ideal. What do you think? Love that. I like to start a little bit later in the day, um, the on the second day, because I believe that a lot of folks tend to work in the morning, uh, kind of trying to get everything done before they're out of the office, so to speak, for the day. So I like to start at nine, which gives us kind of the seven to nine window or even seven to eight thirty. Um, have a long breakfast so that the folks that like go to the gym and then want to grab food and then go back to their room, um, like super flexible, I think is, is important too. Um, I believe food is very important (laughs) events. A lot of analysts and I will, uh, frequently joke about, uh, the quality of food at events and the timing of food. And I'm a hot breakfast person. I, I think, Really looking at this this event with a very keen eye towards uh, the journey of each attendee, of each analyst attendee is important and trying to cater as much as possible to their needs. So I'm not saying it has to be at the Ritz-Carlton, but I do think trying to make sure that that hot breakfast is available, that it's available from the times that we, especially, um, you know, I work a lot of different time zones. I have clients all over. Um, and I know analysts do too. So some, some analysts are morning people, some are evening people, but trying to, trying to make sure that food is available in the morning and then you're kicking off with a great time and great content, a sit down plated lunch, I think is nicer than a buffet, uh, making sure there's executives at each table to power the conversation and guide the conversation Again, this is a time to connect with the analysts. You're, you're, it's a big budget item. So trying to maximize all of the time there, I think is really important. Looking at each part of the day with a very detailed eye about how do we achieve the goals that we set across in the beginning. Okay, I've got a question for you. Do you like to have assigned seating for, say, the dinner or the lunch? I do. It depends uh, how supportive everyone is. Sometimes it's just not possible. Sometimes I know that my top analysts are going to sit with the chief executive, probably more concerned with that table than everybody else. But I would make sure there's someone, a C-level person with at least top one and two tier analysts. There's usually enough executive love to go around and you want everyone to feel like they're getting their money's worth, you know, not that they're paying, but that they're they're paying with their time. And it's a big time commitment. So I do like to try to at least prearrange um, the the top table and as many as I, as I can. Sometimes it's just not possible. Also, people change their schedules at the last minute or decide they don't want to do the dinner. And then does that blow up your table? So, so trying to do things in an agile way is also very important. Helpful. I mean, I, I like to do that and people sometimes think I'm 
crazy that I'm trying to get everybody, you know, analyst, executive, analyst, executive, or however I like to do it. But it's great to have your buy-in that you do that as well. Let's switch, talk more about content development. How's that? So content is what it's all about, right? The, the, everyone's everyone's there to, to learn about the company. And this is also the, the hardest part. I think executives got to dig deep. Uh, what do we want to show? Okay, well, one, go back to your goals. What is the day about? But if you're a software company, roadmap is super important. I love a customer panel. Analysts have told me they love the customer panel. Getting that customer perspective is just such a great use of everyone's time and an authentic customer panel too. This isn't like, you know, it should be a ba- authentic and balanced, right? Why is it great? What were the challenges in an implementation? How did we resolve those challenges? What was it like for the onboarding process? What was it like for the training process? What's the team dynamic? Uh, this is the stuff that really helps. These are the stories that help an analyst get the picture of when they recommend you to their end user clients. What are their experiences going to be like? And, and get, get your, your customer panel to help visualize that. I think that's, that's my favorite content tips. I love the client panel. I think that is really key. And I agree with you that it has to be balanced, that it can't just be a whole love fest for the vendor, that analysts really want to see how, where did you go wrong and how did you fix it? Because when you just say everything is rosy, they really don't believe that. And that's not that interesting. Despite having to fight sometimes with our client executives on everything's rosy all the time. Uh, but I, I do agree with you on that. And I think also in terms of content, a key thing is to have breaks in the schedule. So you might want to go, like, I've heard best practices is an hour and a half of content and then a 10 or 15 minute break. So I think that's also really important. I've had executives say, people can just get up and take a break when they need one. But everyone's scared of missing something really important. And I think having scheduled breaks is respectful of everybody's time. So that's another one of my best practices. Yeah, and sending that agenda out ahead of time helps people sort through stuff. Giving up a whole day of work is is hard for everybody. Okay, so what about, we have to end this on a great note. How do we follow up from an analyst day or an analyst summit? I think there's two things. One, I think we need to create some sort of survey. And how did you like it? What what worked? What didn't work? What would you like us to do better next year? What content do you remember? So you might want to have probably no more than five questions. You might, I would expect you probably want to do some sort of survey tool like SurveyMonkey or if you have an internal survey. And then you might want to, when you talk to the analyst next, Ask them about anything that might seem any questions that they had or get some, you know, live feedback on what they thought of it and see how you can take that back. But the more you can create like a one to many instrument, I think that is really, really helpful. And then the other thing is 
is anything that the analysts ask for during the event, get back to them about it. So if you, you know, if they wanted to know a different cut of your revenue than you had access to, then make sure you just get back to them and close the loop and let them know and remind them like, oh, you asked this question during the summit. Here's the answer. So you're reminding them that it came to the summit. They had a question. You're responsive. I think that's a, uh, a good rule of thumb. And from you, what do you think is good follow up? I would, I would always go back to those goals and, uh, and plans from, from that we talked about at the beginning of the event. Did we achieve our goals? Ask the analyst open ended questions via email or via inquiry or for quotes, right? Because this is what this is what really the the, the your executive team is going to want to know. Did this have the effect it was supposed to? Did we achieve our goals? Did this change the perception of the vendor in the mind of the analyst, positively or negatively? What could we have done better? You know, analyst relations people, I think, are very good at, at asking about that. But really dig deep and try to close that loop um, on, on the goal of the event and, and try to understand if you achieved your goal. And if you didn't, try to understand why. And if you did, really tell everybody about it because it's a lot of work and you want to make sure you're, you know, you're kind of your own publicist here and, and saying which analysts were there, what you got out of it, would they recommend your product or products to their end users. This is this is the time to get really specific if, if you can. I like that. I think that's really good. And especially about the goals of bringing back to what your goals were at the beginning, letting everybody know that you've achieved them and setting yourself up for success for the rest of the year. Thanks so great. much, Beth. No, thank you. Such a great conversation. Thank you for being here. And I hope everybody learned a little bit about analyst events and analyst summits. As always, if you have questions, send them over LinkedIn, email, Twitter. And make sure that you check out the pod notes for our contact info. We're always happy to get ideas for how to contribute or things that you want us to talk about going forward. And we're looking forward to the next one. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am Wendy Schlensky, the Endy in Bendy, and one of the hosts of The Bendy Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us grow. If you didn't enjoy this episode, please send me a note letting me know how to improve. For more information, to share topics for discussion, and to connect with us on LinkedIn or Twitter, please see the pod notes below. Thanks again. Until next time.